This is a classic podcast from Unqualified Gamers. Hear more at unqualifiedgamers.com. How are you? I'm good. Things are no, good. No, you're not good, John. Things aren't good. Things suck. You're John. You win. No, seriously, think about it. You're John. You're not good. Good is not your name. Because because who are you? Not what are you? Am I actually recording? Oh, f*** I am. God, that means we've recorded all of this. Yeah? Is that an issue? Is that a problemissimo? Problemissimo. Problemissimo. Is that Italian? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Pretty sure. I don't think it is. So do you want to do this episode now, or do you just want to keep f***ing wasting time? Oh, just waste all of my time, because I don't have to work all day tomorrow. Oh, That was my impression of you. How did you like it? Oh, wait, I have to work all day tomorrow. Oh, wait, that was sarcasm? Can we just get started? I'm so, I'm so tired. I just, I'm so tired. We have started the episode. Oh my god, how, are we halfway done? We have literally started the episode. Episode number 47. Did you That's know a, that? No, hey, we're really close to 50. Are we going to do a f- episode 50 extravaganza? Episode 50 comes out the day before Thanksgiving. So for those of you travelers, uh, John and I will be accompanying you on your travels because you can download uh you can download us on Wednesday and listen to us in your uh cellular devices and or uh 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 players of the MP3s and uh as you travel back home or from whencever which wherewithal with forth forth width your uh, wife, significant other, substantial uh-huh, uh-huh, husband. Uh-huh, keep going. I'm almost done. Yes. Anyway, point is, yes, Thanksgiving week will be our 50th episode. And I think actually after Thanksgiving, we're going to move to Thursdays, not Wednesdays. So you're just going to eventually keep pushing the day of the week back, right? And then eventually until it gets back around to Monday or Tuesday. That's what's That's I mean, that's what's going to happen, right? Were we originally Mondays? Uh, I think we were originally Sunday. And then you pushed it. No, we were never Sundays. No, I think we were. I'm pretty sure we were never Sundays. No, and then we were, and then you pushed it. You know, well, first of all, you pushed it forward. But this weekend we just fell back. So now we've broken even. Yep. Okay. Good times. Well, and here, and here we are. Well, irregardless of that conversation that just happened just now, just recently, uh, this is episode 47. I am Cody, and and I'm not. <laughs> Did you just laugh at what you just said? I'm, I'm a funny man. I can't help it. Because I guarantee nobody else did. Hey, I'm just... <laughs> yeah, you're right. It wasn't a very good joke. God, I'm, I am f***ing hilarious, though. Really, are I'm you now? pretty much the best. All right. So, hey, um, we're going to talk about video games eventually, but uh, let's talk about our weekends first. Oh, I'm John, by the way. And then t- I am going to cut you and then talk about the listeners weekends briefly. And then what else? And then I guess we're done. That's how an episode goes for okay, us. Great. So what did you do? Not that I care because I don't, but just 
Nah, I actually didn't do anything. I worked. That was my that was my exciting, exciting weekend. It was my weekend to work. This is this is what you say every week, and then you go, "Oh, but actually, this one thing happened," and then you tell some story that's like, "Oh yeah, I you know found out I was pregnant." Or something that makes it really hard to, to like follow. No, really though. I mean, all all I can remember doing is working. I don't think I saw any movies. I don't think I did it. I, you know what I did? I bought a bunch of post because it was Halloween. Oh, we can talk about Halloween. We can talk about what actually happened on Halloween. We had a bunch of no. We, we talked about Halloween so much last week. No, we did. That was our Halloween special. It you was. cannot have a post Halloween special. So Halloween happened, and we had a bunch of trick or treaters. That was fun. Um, had some friends over for chili. Uh, and on then, Halloween, yeah, was it pumpkin chili? No, but actually, I think you could make a pumpkin chili. I think it'd be okay. You can. It would be delicious. Yeah, it sounds like it'd probably be pretty good. Uh, but no, there was no pumpkin chili. Okay. Uh, we did have some trick-or-treaters, and then I had to work the whole weekend, so that is what I did. Uh, I did order a bunch of horror horror movies, uh, Blu-rays of horror movies that were on sale post-Halloween. Um, because that's, that's one movie that, that's one type of movie that there aren't, like, uh, like, if you have specific ones that you like, it's hard to find them streaming in different places. So, rather than try to try to argue with with that and and navigate the different streaming services to try to watch the movies that I want to watch. I just said, F*** it. I'll spend the $6 on Amazon to buy a couple movies. So uh, that was something that I did. Well done. Not very exciting at all. But uh, I love horror movies. So uh, it was worth it. It will be worth it when I get them. And then I made the decision to basically sell off 95% of my DVDs, which I haven't done yet, but I will be doing because I've got, I've got like 150 to 200 DVDs that I'm never going to watch again. Right. Yeah, like I'm yeah, not going to no, sell I mean, my, I... I'm not going to sell my video games because they speak to, they speak to me as a video gamer. Like they, they say something about me, like, especially, especially if you look at my collection of, of like PlayStation games and PlayStation 2 games when I didn't have quite as much disposable income, and so I didn't buy as many games. So, like, I have this awesome role-playing game collection, like, on the PlayStation. I I have Suikoden 2, which is a game where if you, if you look on eBay and look up how much that costs. It's like a $200 game. Yeah. I'll never get rid of it. Um, but I just, I've got, a, and I've got a lot of games like that. So I will probably never pare down my video game collection. Um, but I just, I realized that my, my collection of movies and TV shows uh, does not accurately represent me. Like you, you can't, you can go down and look at, at my video games. Like I could bring a stranger to my house. They could come down and they could look at my collection of video games and they could, Say, oh, this guy's a video gamer. That's fine. But they would look at my collection of movies, something slightly more universal than video games. And they would have absolutely no idea, like, what my favorite genres are or anything. Because I, you know, I bought a bunch of fucking $5 garbage bin movies throughout the course of my life at Walmart. Why would you buy those? Because, because they're shitty fun. Some of them are, like, shitty fun action movies to watch. But the point is, is like they don't now in my life, they don't represent me. And in a, in a time where I've got a baby on the way and I really feel like I need to kind of declutter my life a little bit, it, there's, there's, an appealing, there's, an, there's an appeal to getting rid of a bunch of shit that I don't use anymore. 
All right, I got you. That's cool. So what did you what did you, what did you do? Were you were you waiting for me to ask you? I was waiting for you to ask me. Okay. I feel if I feel uh, a little more specialer when you actually ask, you know? Tell me all about your wonderful weekend. Yeah, I shot a web series. Did you? More of web it, series. Is this the same web series you've been working on? Yes, Arts and Crafts, a web series okay. which reached its $5,000 Kickstarter funding goal uh, for season oh, 1. Oh, did it really? Yeah. Good for you, good for you guys. Uh, yeah, seriously. There um, is no way that it only costs $5,000 to shoot a show. Well, six episodes. Um, I mean, the crew is working for free. Oh, the episodes are two minutes long, aren't they? Yeah, they're all two <laughs> minutes long. Uh, the first one was 15-ish. It was like 13 minutes. But they'll all probably be somewhere under 20, I would guess. But uh, honestly, I did not realize this. The majority of – well, not the majority, but a huge chunk of the cost is in data storage because they're shooting in high definition. Obviously, everything is super high quality and uncompressed uh, the amount of footage they're doing. You know, I mean – because for each scene, even if it's like a 15-second scene, you're going to shoot maybe five minutes of footage for that 15-second final scene. Because, uh, you know, you start rolling the camera, and then you roll sound, and then once everything is set, you hold for sound. Like, if there's an airplane flying overhead, you uh, you have to wait to actually start acting. <laughs> you know, like, they don't call action right away. So Wait a minute. Why don't you guys just, just call up the FAA and say, hey, we, we're filming... A web series, don't, you can't, this is a no-fly zone. Right, well, I had a Javelin with me, a Javelin rocket launcher, and shot down a couple planes, but those things are... Look, I mean, Christopher, Nol- only... Christopher Nolan can block off half of Chicago. Why can't you do that? That's that's, that's true, actually. But, um, but so you can have, like, 30 seconds or two minutes of footage before you even call action, and then that starts, and then you do the scene, and then there's... You usually just kind of keep acting the scene, so there's some extra at the end. And anyway, all this stuff translates into like hundreds and thousands of gigabytes of data, gigabytes even. And for them to so many jigs, it's a lot of jigs. And for them to store the uh, for them to store all the footage, you know, to be able to edit that and things at the end of the season it's i it's going to be somewhere over 100 terabytes i would think like probably well over 100 terabytes where do you store something like that like uh, where you, does that where does that go you buy a lot of external hard drives because the other thing is you can't save it on the cloud because when you're editing in real time you can't like <laughs> be waiting for gigabyte-sized files to just, like, render in your programs. Shut up. Is that really the way the professionals do it? They just buy a bunch of hard drives? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. When I worked for uh, the the marketing agency that did video production for Kenmore Appliances, we had bookshelves full of two-terabyte hard drives. I mean, I guess when you step back and think about it, it makes sense. That is, like, the way that you're going to have to do it. Yeah. But... Just there's something about it that seems so inefficient, right? Like there's yeah. some there's something there's something about that, about just the idea of having like a giant a giant bookshelf of a bunch of hard drives, like some horrible electronic wasteland. Yeah, that seems really inefficient to me. Well, I think we're just so used to everything being so um, 
There's not some, like, super secret government 8,000 terabyte hard drive that, like, people that are making movies can somehow get? That doesn't exist? No, I don't think so. I I believe from one of our early production meetings, we spec'd out over $1,000 of the budget going just towards data storage. So that's quite a bit. (laughs) What is your CEO's bonus? (laughs) <laughs> I think I think that the the donors have a right to know. Yeah, I don't know. Actually, that's a good question. Probably zero dollars. I, I, I bet it's fourteen million dollars. It is probably fourteen million. I bet it's a golden parachute. Uh, it is a golden parachute. Why would you have a golden parachute? Exactly, exactly. Because you're that rich, Cody. Because okay, you're that rich. So none of that happened with the money, but well, I mean, none of what you said happened. But we got the Kickstarter. A lot of that money goes towards data storage. We shot over the weekend. Um, it, it's like an ensemble cast, so like a Star Trek The Next Generation or Lost type of show where, I mean, you could argue Picard's the main character or Jack is the main character, but really different episodes focus on different characters. And we shot kind of the my character episode this weekend, so I was on set all weekend. So I had like pretty much no weekend like in terms of free time and just sit around and do nothing time. Well, no, I mean, you had a weekend. Your weekend was, was shooting. No, no, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's just, uh, I mean, and it was a blast. I loved it. But uh, at the same time, it kind of sucked up the whole weekend. So that's all I did this weekend is shoot a web series. But that was fun. And uh, and transitioning very smoothly into video game news, I also pre-ordered a Legend of Zelda Link Between Worlds 3DS XL. Yeah, it's a sexy-looking 3DS, too. I know, I know. It's a really good-looking 3DS. Do you have you have a 3DS? Obviously, I do. What I kind? Do. What color is it? It's just a blue one. I don't know, like a dark, a darkish blue, not a powder blue. Like a cobalt? Sure. Yeah, yeah, like a cobalt. Actually, right. That's exactly what it is. So I'm thinking about pre-ordering a second Link Between Worlds 3DS XL because just to sell later. Yeah, because the Ocarina of Time 3DS, the the Ocarina of Time 3D 3DS is like two is under two years old, and it's already reselling for over five hundred dollars on uh, Amazon. Yeah, I believe it. It's here's here's some crazy people are f-ing crazy when it comes to electronics. Oh, and people have a dumb amount of disposable income. Uh, <laughs> my brother at the launch of the iPhone 5S just as, like a month ago. Went and got his, but he also bought, just outright bought, a 64-gigabyte gold uh, 5S, sorry. Like, the the highest one you could get, right? Sure. Um, of the gold one, that I guess they're only limited amount of. He turned around and that weekend sold it for $1,400. What? He bought it for 800 So that just shows you how crazy frivolous some people are with their money when it comes to like when they desire some sort of electronic device so i believe i believe that you're going to be able to get even more than 500 dollars at some point for this collector's edition 3ds if you decide to buy a second one at some point i mean the ocarina of time 3ds is the ocarina of time 3ds i have a feeling that some of the price comes from a it being ocarina of time and b that 3ds matches the limited edition Legend of Zelda Wind Waker HD Wii U gamepad. 
because they're both black and they both have the same kind of like Hylian etchings on the edge in gold. So I think that might have boosted the price because I only looked I only looked it up after the Wii U came out and it could have jumped a hundred dollars because like I want that one. I mean I really like I considered paying an extra hundred dollars just for a used edition of that one so it matches my Wii U. Interesting. But I don't have that insane amount of disposable income that other people do, but it would match perfectly. Now this one looks cool, but it's just another thing that looks cool. Like, will this be any more valuable than the either of the Pokemon 3DSs? I don't know. So, I don't know. But, you know, I, I said this to myself when the PS3 came out. I thought to myself, I should pre-order PS3, go wait in line for it, get it, and then sell it right away. And I didn't. And I had a friend at, uh, in college at Drake who was in line for the PS3. He was the second or third person in line at Walmart. A guy came up to him at midnight, and he gave him over $500 cash for his spot in line. Wow. I'm not even kidding. Not even for the PS3. I think it was like $600. But adjusting for college student inflation, maybe it just felt like $600 at the time, but it was really It, like it was three. actually 20 It yeah, was $20. 20 but, but to a college student without a job, it was $600. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but seriously, he paid him several hundred dollars for his spot in line, which I'm sure has happened at iPhone launches. So I I know I mean, I'm gonna... I mean that's what it is. It's how bad it's how bad do you want it? But the thing is, is like it's it's how bad do you want it? And there will come a time where you will no longer be able to get these items. And honestly, with something like Zelda, that's always going to sell. It is always going to sell, right? That's I mean, true. So do you think it would be worth it to get an Xbox One or a PS4? Like a day one Xbox One, resell it a couple years from now? A <laughs> couple, couple years from now? Yeah. Uh, I don't think you understand the way that this works. <laughs> How does it work? Sure, a couple years from now sounds great. You do whatever you want. What, what you would recommend I sell it like that week? If, you, if all you were getting was just a launch PS1? I'll launch, uh, Xbox I'll launch one. Xbox One. Yeah. Yeah, I, I wouldn't hang on to a launch Xbox One for a long period of time. I don't think that's going to appreciate in value. But it's a day one edition. I don't think there's anything special about the day one editions. Mm, some people might think there's something special about it. Yeah, but I don't think those people... I don't actually think those people are out there. I think you might have just made a group of people up. I don't <laughs> okay. think those people exist. Yes, no one cares about Xbox. Have you, That's not what I said. Have I, you not checked Google Plus lately? I, the, tr- the tribalism is is at fever pitch. Oh my gosh, it kind of is, isn't it? It has reached fever pitch. I mean, we're less than two weeks away from the... Two or three weeks? Three weeks? Two weeks? Three weeks? We are within a month of the launch of the seventh, it's the seventh console generation, by the two way. Two weeks, two weeks, the PS uh, PS4 comes out. Three weeks, the Xbox One comes out. Kind okay. of, kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah, that is crazy. And it, it, we said in our one of our last episodes, it was the sixth generation. This is not the sixth generation. This is, and I, I just said it's the seventh, and I think it's actually the eighth. I don't know. It doesn't matter. We're at this hilarious moment, though, I, and honestly, I don't. I, my my ear wasn't nearly as close to the ground when it when it came to video game news back in the at the turn of the last console generation. I had a lot of other things to worry about, you know, like college. 
but now, now I'm so immersed in video game news, right? And it is so funny how every like little tiny thing has this this groundswell of supporters and deniers from from <laughs> both sides for every like issue that comes up about how it's both the best and worst piece of news in the world, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's hilarious. Like I think I think the 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 PS4 came out with something that said it wasn't going to be able to like play CDs right away or either or, or it's not going to be able to play CDs period. Or something. And so... CDs? Yeah, like compact discs. And so this this piece of news came out. And I could be totally wrong on this, but it was something that, like, banal, right? Yeah. So so this gets, this gets announced, and all the PS4 supporters, right, all the Sony fanboys are all like, oh, nobody has, P- nobody has CDs anymore. Like, you know, everybody does digital music, blah, blah, blah. And all the Xbox users are like, what? You can't play CDs? The Xbox can play CDs. It's just, it's <laughs> awesome. It's, it's awesome. And it's something that I don't remember, but I'm sure it's happened before. Uh, but I just don't, I didn't remember it. And it's just hilarious to see the things that people are starting to make issues out of. Yeah. Uh, because they, just because they, they want to, they just really want to convince other people that their system is the correct system to buy. So um, I'm having a lot of fun kind of watching that. And it's really, the, the fanboys are out. They are out. And they are out in force. And they are burying their teeth. They are. They are. There's much more negativity that you can read than positivity. I can definitely say that. But welcome, yeah, I to, agree. The inter- welcome to the internet, right? That's true. That's true. Yeah, actually, uh, our one of our chorus. I'm going to call him a correspondent. Can I call him that? I'm going to call him a correspondent. Out in the field? Jamie's going to be our correspondent, I think. Our, our correspondent out in the field. Yeah, our correspondent on out in the field. Site. On, on site. site. On site. On Google+. On site. On, on Google+. Physically on Google+. Jamie Butterworth... Who, uh, who graciously guest hosted one of our episodes a few episodes ago? Uh, our correspondent posted a link to a video of some video game journalist. I don't remember where or what. Just like look at our Google Plus page to find it. Um, uh, but this this game journalist who had very very inside sources and he was very very uh, very very insistent on how uh, reliable these inside sources were. And he's like, inside sources tell me. The PS4 and the Xbox One have terrible infrastructures, and they're both awful. And Ubisoft actually delayed Watch Dogs because the Xbox One's uh, multiplayer network is not going to be ready on day one. And it's such a uh, it's a game that relies so heavily on multiplayer that it had to be functional for the game to be enjoyable. But Xbox's infrastructure online, Xbox Live's infrastructure isn't working because they had to remove all the DRM, which meant reprogramming, and that's terrible. But Sony had to do the same thing, and guess what? The first patch you download from Sony is uh, removing their DRM that they initially had planned for the console, but didn't announce when they saw how bad Microsoft's reaction was. So everyone's going to have a broken system and blah, 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 and all this stuff, and it's just like... I don't remember where I was going with that, but everything is horrible. My piece of advice to to all fanboys, those of you that love that, or that hate, that passionately love one and desperately hate the other, is that there will probably be good things and bad things to both of these systems. Blasphemy. 
Yeah, it's there's probably going to be some things that you don't like about. Yeah. So you know what I'm doing? Instead of spending four to six hundred dollars on a new console and games and peripherals, is I am spending. Uh, I don't remember how much it is. Two hundred some or. I'm spending less money on a Nintendo 3DS XL, and I will play A Link Between Worlds, which is a new Zelda game set in the world of A Link to the Past, but in a different timeline. It will be good because Nintendo's making it, and it's a Zelda game. It will be very fun. It will work. I don't have to worry about the internet. I will get hundreds, well, I'll get a bunch of hours of gameplay in on it, and I can play it on the train if I want. So I feel like I'm making a pretty good choice. Yeah, I agree. You know, if you want to go play other stuff on the consoles, that's great. But if you want to play it safe, like, Nintendo, what Sega don't. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Speaking of Legend of Zelda, we asked you, listener, what you were playing this weekend. Uh, Jasmine says, uh, or Jasmine, there's no E at the end. How do you pronounce that? Jasmine. Is it it still Jasmine? Or is it Yasmine? I think it's just Jasmine. Okay, so anyway, she's playing Legend of Zelda. She just said T-L-O-Z, which is the Legend of Zelda, but I, she didn't specify, like, which one, so I don't know if... Keep, keep in mind that this past weekend was Extra Life. Who knows if any of these people were doing Extra Life, but... Oh, the 20, uh, charity? Yeah, the 24-hour gaming marathon. So maybe oh. some of these people played games for gaming marathons, and a lot of people go retro for... Okay, oh, okay, that's that's fair. And we'll, we'll talk about that after we talk about what you listener played. Um... Kiris played Mass Effect. I'm guessing the first one? Question mark? It's it's hard with these series, you know? You just gotta assume. Now that everything has seven sequels, but man, what a what a fantastic series that is. Yeah. Our uh, our field correspondent who is on the field on Google Plus, uh Jamie, was playing uh dot 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 with myself question mark. Uh a fine game. Is that a is that a game? What console is that? Some people may consider it. The most fun game. Oh, you know what console it's on? Please don't say it. The Wii? I see what you did there. <laughs> Wait, why was that an evil laugh? Can you edit that out later? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course I will, definitely. Because I know you'll listen to the episode to know that I did it. Yeah, I'll just take your word for it. Uh, Jonathan is playing Pokemon Y, and... Directly after that, Justin said he's playing Pokemon X, so maybe Ooh. we... Yeah. yeah. Ooh, them spike uh-huh. words, I think. Yeah. Throw down! But Justin's also playing Okami HD on the PS3, so mm-hmm. he's mixing it up a bit. Okay. So there's that. Okami rules. And Cody, first of all, we have a fan named Cody. That's... I'm not... Should I be angry about that, or... There can be only one. Well, okay. So, other Cody. We'll have to call him other Cody. All right, other Cody is playing. Wow, he's busy this weekend. Arkham Origins, ACIV, AC4. What's uh, uh, ACIV is that Ace Attorney? No, Ace. Uh, no, ACIV. Assassin's Creed Four, probably. Assassin's Creed Four, yeah. Boom, headshot. John wins. Assassin's Creed Four, Final Fantasy Fourteen, A Realm Reborn, and Alice Madness Returns. Interesting. That's that last one's very interesting. Have you played it? I own it and I've started it, but I haven't gotten far enough into it to kind of make any kind of judgment calls on it. It's just very unlike any of those other things. Oh, okay. Well, all right. Um, and I have 
I thought I read a review that Arkham Origins underwhelmed a bit. I'm I'm kind of getting the impression that it is a competent Batman experience with like more combat. And I'll be honest, for me, the most fun I ever had in those games was fighting rather than the traversal stuff. Like I didn't like Arkham City as much because of the traversal, how much traversal there was in it. Oh, really? Yeah, not as much. And don't get me wrong. I liked Arkham City. It was still a great game. Uh, but Arkham Asylum was one of the best action games I've ever played. I can say that very confidently. It was awesome. It was awesome. I so, liked it. Yeah. So, I I mean, like, I, if this game is is more combat and like slightly less traversal, I would actually be okay with that. Well, um... I mean, I'll be picking up at some point because I really like... Really, really like the Arkham the Arkham games. It just won't be until it goes on sale. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my, the next one on my list is Arkham uh, City because it is because I wanted. I've talked about this before. I want to get the Wii U edition to see. That is LB. the game you bought the Wii U for. Yeah, that is that what is. you once told me. So wait, really? Yeah, I don't remember that. You had definitely told me that. You All told right. me. You told me that you were going to buy a Wii U for Arkham City. On this podcast? Mm, I don't know if it was on this podcast. Then it never happened. It's not canon. It's not Nick Cannon. No, it's not canon if I didn't say it on the podcast. Canon the wrestler? No, it's not canon. Canonical. Canon the Mortal Kombat fighter? No, canonical. It's not can. Anyway, talk about uh, that charity thing. Yeah. Um, Extra Life did its big... 24 hour gaming event thing and it's I don't think it's actually so the the chair it is the charity uh extra life but it's basically put on by all of the large websites of like affiliated with video games so IGN did one for it giant bomb did one for it like all uh all the big websites had a 24 hour stream where they had like multiple people doing these streams. And there were, there were a lot of like, uh, you know, with streaming technology, now you can watch all of the stuff that they're doing and they've got themselves on camera. And so it's like a fun group experience that way. But they, they all did cool things where like you could donate a certain amount of money and, you know, if they hit certain goals, they would have to play this game and stuff. And like, I saw one of the people that I follow on Twitter associated with the games industry had like a donation and they reached a goal to where he had to play, Alien Colon- Aliens Colonial Marines, which is supposed to be one of the worst games like ever made, that just came out of, just came out like a year and a half ago. Uh, so, so that was like an incentive to donate uh, money. But, um, but a bunch of websites did that, and I know a lot of money was raised. I don't know the exact amount, but I'm sure you can find that on Extra Life's website. Really cool stuff. Um, like I love that idea of playing of playing games for for charity. I think that's really cool. Uh, Kind of a crummy thing that happened, though, was the Extra Life website, Extra Life as a as an organization's website, got hit with a DDoS attack. Um, yeah, like, during the actual event. What? So that's kind of shitty. Like, and I guess I would just plead to you, Internet, like, I, I understand, you know, I understand hackers out there, like, doing their thing to, uh, to show what they can do and to show like, Hey, there are, you know, some, there are many different agendas as to why people do stuff, but like, don't, I would plead with you to not f- with charities. If you are a, 
a hacker, if you are somebody that does that, engages in that kind of activity. Frankly, I don't care if you do it. Uh, appreciate it if you don't do it to me, but uh, but don't do it, don't do it to charities. Like they're they're working for yeah, I know they're working for a really good yeah, cause. Yeah, that so, sucks. But I get you know it wasn't a big deal. They got it back up and running right away. Um, and yeah, it's just kind of a cool thing. Why didn't we do it? Because nobody would pledge money to watch us do anything. That is not true. Do you know who raised fifteen hundred dollars doing it? Was it you? No. Did you did you raise fifteen hundred dollars? Well, I would have if I had known about it. I just saw some posts on Google Plus, and uh, there's another video game podcast, another a, a, a smaller, small time, homegrown video game podcast raised fifteen hundred dollars, and I, I totally would have if we had been, you know, uh, you know, you know, if they if they do this again at another point in the year. We should find a way to get to each other for that weekend. I would come to Minnesota, uh, and we should do we should do like a Final Fantasy VII, something like that, and do a twenty four hour just get through because we could ple- we could complete the entire game in that amount of time, provided I don't screw things up, and that would be really cool. Yeah, I would be that'd be awesome. Let's do it. Yeah. So, all right, listener, you heard it right here. There's a verbal promise. Uh, Next time an extra life marathon goes on, but the the thing is, is we're gonna at least have to raise twenty dollars, and it can't be donated by our mothers. Yeah, I think that's a I think that's the rule. Yeah. So so listener, one of you has to donate. Like one of the four of you has to. Okay, so all four all four of you listeners have to donate five dollars each. Right well, when we actually do this, there are technically three listeners and an on the field correspondent. All right. Okay. So. The three listeners and the on-the-field correspondent, you all have to donate $5. Cody and I will play through. And and at that point, I'm sure we'll be able to have our streaming technology up to where we're actually able to see our faces, which God knows why anybody would yeah, want seriously. to do that. But we could make hey, don't that Don't ruin it for everybody. Uh, so, yeah. So that's pretty cool stuff. So following all that conversation about video games in general as a whole – sorry, I'm digesting my food um, – Loudly, like actively, yeah. you're actively mm-hmm. digesting. Yeah, it's boy. Uh, tell me what video game you played this recently. I will, but mine is going to entail a decent conversation. So I kind of want to start with yours. What do you? What does that mean? A decent conversation? Well, we always have. Are you? Are you implying that our conversation? I'm implying. No, I'm implying. I'm implying that that the game that I played is certainly unlike any other game I've ever played. So, and I understand that you played a game that we've already talked about, and I kind of want to get your take on it. Okay, well, um, first of all, I played a lot more Civilization V this week, which I'm not going to uh, get into because I've already talked about it at length, but God, I, I like that game a lot. I really like that game a lot. And you know why I think I like it more now? It's because I'm not playing as Egypt, so the soundtrack is not garbage. You know, there's so many civilizations in that game, you should probably try more than just, like, two. Yeah, no, I know. The first one I ever played, my long 40-hour game, was as Egypt, and they have the worst music ever. But since then, I've played as... I will not play as Egypt ever again. I okay, love I, I love their fair. bonus, but I, I hate them. They are the worst music ever. I can barely tolerate it, so... Okay, that's fair. Anyway, I've been playing more of that. Um... You know what I have learned this week, actually, before I get into anything else, is is I have not beaten Wind Waker HD. Uh, I I can go to the, I'm at the final dungeon. I mean, I can enter the final dungeon at any point. Okay. But I have I mean I haven't touched the game in over a week. 
the last time I played, I was just trying to get the pieces of heart. Wind Waker is the only Zelda game in which I've not gotten every piece of heart ever. And I, I, I insist on doing it this time. But unless you use a unless you use a pencil and paper to write down where you've collected those pieces of heart, it becomes extraordinarily difficult to keep track of what you've gotten and what you haven't unless you use a strategy guide. And I don't want to use a strategy guide. So I found myself in a catch-22 where it has become simultaneously too hard and tedious for me to find the last of the pieces, but I refuse to get assistance to do so. So now I'm just kind of not playing. You know, you could at this point probably beat the game, complete the game, uh, and not get all the pieces of heart. But well, but but then I don't I don't want to do that. But I also okay. don't want to not beat the game. So basically, I basically I hate video games. Is what I I'm think saying. that's what you just said. Yeah, I think that's what you just said. It is. It is. So. I, it's odd to me because I've never – I'm not the kind of guy that will play some of a game and then just not beat it, you know? Yeah. Like when I start a game, it's like a movie. It's a commitment. You play it and you beat it unless it's Ninja Gaiden 3 or some other shit game that's not worth playing. Uh, you play it and you beat it. And I, I just – I don't know what it is. I don't think it's my age because you've been this way for a while where you'll play a game and not necessarily beat it. But – yeah, I'm more than willing to put games down now. Yeah, but I just I don't know what it is, and that's just that was odd to me. So that was an odd revelation um, that I just wanted to get out there. <sighs> I use this uh, podcast as my catharsis for my uh, internal gamer monologue, if you will. Good. Good. Yeah, Good. get it all. Lay it on the table. Lay it on the table. I just will. Shit it all out here. Yeah, I will. I will. I will. So thank you, uh, listener, for for putting up with that. In the meantime, I, I played a couple games that John has played. Uh, I have gotten some Humble Indie Bundle games. And the Humble Indie Bundle did something has been doing something a bit different recently, and they are showcasing a lot of mobile games, or at least giving you the option to download them to your mobile device. Yeah, only Android, though. No iPhone? No, but that's oh, fine. Interesting. Yeah, they've only been Android bundles, but it doesn't matter. I did not know that. Well, I got some of these said Android bundles... And uh, have played a couple games. So some of these games are like three to 400 megabytes. And I feel like they would probably fit on my phone somewhere in my whatever gigabyte storage card. But I feel I, I didn't feel like downloading a 500 megabyte game on my phone. It just felt weird. So I downloaded a few like 50 megabyte games. Uh, I downloaded Greed Corp or Greed Core. I downloaded Worms 2 Armageddon. Except, isn't it Wormageddon? I thought it was Wormageddon originally. Worm Armageddon? I don't know. I'm looking at my phone and it says Worms 2 Armageddon. That's weird. And I downloaded Oregon Trail. Uh, The zombie. Oregon. O-R-G-A-N. Not Oregon Trail. So, um, I played Greed Corp once. It seems to be a tactical strategy game. Yeah. I did not We've talked about that. Have we? Have you played it? Yeah. I have it for... Steam. I've played it on Steam. Did you review it? Mm, I think I talked about it, but I talked about it very briefly. I don't think. I don't think it. Well, not at length. It, it never made the title of one of our episodes. Did you like it? It was great. Like once. Like it was. It was fun to play through one time. But I also, you know, it was a dollar. So 
All right. Um, I didn't take the tutorial, and I tried to play the first level without the <laughs> tutorial. Okay. It didn't make any sense. I died, and I got bored of it and stopped playing it. There's my review. Uh, well done. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so I felt pretty good about that. Uh, Worms 2 Armageddon, I was mostly interested in... Uh, just seeing how it played out on a mobile device, because it seems intuitively like it would be a good game to play on a mobile device. Like, it could handle it. My problem with this version and with every version of Worms I've ever played is that you can only get good at it by playing it multiple times. It, that sounds obvious and stupid, but it's always kind of bothered me that it's so easy to screw up something when you first pick up the game because you have no clue how it works. There's always been some kind of disconnect with me between learning how to play and clearly being told how the weapons operate. Does that make sense? No. I mean, I don't really understand what you're getting at. Like, when you pick like every the... Every game, especially in, like, because it, it's kind of like an arena battle game. But they, like, in every game, you'd have to, like, learn the characters and stuff. But they they throw you into everything. Like, you pull up worms, you've got 30 weapons available. They all do something different. They all have different explosion radiuses. Um, they all have different resistances against the wind. You don't really have a gauge as to, like, how far you're throwing something until you've trial and errored it. And I, I'm just like, why can't you select Fire Punch and have it say, like, average damage, knockback, give you, like, some stats, you know? Because, like, the way it's set up, there's no benchmark for any of the weapons. Yeah. You, you know, like, you shoot a bazooka, you're like, I don't I don't know, I, I've got a bazooka, I've got kamikaze, I've got cluster bomb. Will the cluster bomb do more damage? Do I have to hit him with everything for it to do damage? Where will it explode? You know, why is the flying sheep the most powerful weapon in the game? And why can it do 60 damage in one attack? And, you know, like, will the bazooka do 40 or 60 damage? I, I don't know. Like, it's just... It's always bugged me because I picked it up and I lost my first match, and it's because of stupid shit. Like it wasn't because I because you know how to play worms. You move left and right, and then you hold a button to shoot it. But I've just I that's always bothered me. Is like until you've played a few times and really kind of tested it for yourself, there's no um, they don't provide you really any information. But some people, some people love that. Some people like love the exploration, the discovery. Like that's that's what people are. That's what people are looking for. Well, those people are stupid though, and I hate Look, them. Well, I can't deny that. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, it, it's still fine. It's a fine game. I only played it against the computer. I did not try it online. Uh, that's just always bugged me. But you know, whatever. It was with the humble bundle. It was probably like. 10 cents or something. Uh, but the game, I have... So I, I played a couple games of that versus the one game of Greed Core that I didn't know what was going on. And then Oregon Trail I've I've has kind of become my go-to on the train. Uh, you know, I hop on the train and that's, that's the game I open now. I told you I uninstalled Words with Friends, right? Did you ever play Words with Friends? You know, I did, but it was... I always felt like... I always felt like it was too close to Scrabble, and I have such a love for Scrabble that I couldn't 
I couldn't get into it. I felt like I was cheating on Scrabble. <laughs> okay. So that's weird. Um, I left it because every time I opened it, Zynga would serve me about 35 ads and pop up random shit all over the screen. And it just, it took forever to load. It was terrible. The user interface was garbage. It just pissed me off in every way. I think if I had paid for an ad-free version, it would have been fine. But I just, I got to the point where I opened the app and I just hated it. I just hated it. I wanted to just punch my phone. So I uninstalled that. And then I beat, uh, you know, uh, Castle TD and played a lot of Nimble Quest on my phone. So I had a lot of games, but recently I, I haven't had a go-to. Well, now Oregon Trail is my go-to. Now, um, spoiler alert. This isn't a spoiler. Um, confession alert. Confession bear alert. Confessional. Confession alert. Confessional alert. Confessional, Confessional. alert. Uh I've never played Oregon Trail. So this did not speak to you at all. I mean, I think the majority of the reason why this game is has any value to anybody is because it is reminiscent of the old Oregon Trail. Uh, you are putting words in my mouth, which is less uncomfortable than other things you probably could have uh, put in my mouth. But... Um, I liked it. I like it a lot. I it's, it's my go-to. I just told you it's my go-to. Why would you then turn around and say, "So you must"? Uh, why do you hate this game so much? Yeah. Why? Why? What do you? Why do you hate this game? What, what do you have against this it's game? It's like you're not listening to me or this something. This game. This is a great game. Um. Look, we've I talked about how much I like this game. I can't believe you don't like it. Uh. Thank you for that. Um. Freaking. I like the game. It's fun. Did you have you ever played Oregon Trail? Yeah, the original. Yeah, Oregon Trail. Yeah, Oregon Trail. How what? How similar is it to Oregon Trail? Wait, the one that took place in Oregon? Yes, it no. doesn't take place in Oregon. Okay, I played a game that does though. Okay, so keep going. I I like it. I I just asked you a question. What was or, your question? So, I wasn't right, listening so to you. So in Oregon, I. F- I hate you so much. I hate you so much right now. Or in this game, sometimes you get out, you 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 drive a station wagon across the country. Get it? Because you drive a covered wagon in Oregon Trail, and you drive a station wagon, and your guys get dysentery and the measles and whatever. But there's zombie stuff like. You're like, oh, you got bit by a zombie, or oh, you have to drive through a horde of zombies. Then there's kind of many interactive segments. Um, uh, half of the game is like eight bit, very like Atari, like actually like uh, chip tunes, very simple music, and then the other half is like rock and roll music, uh, like a Mega Man X type of stuff. So it's a cool soundtrack. It's fun. It's really fun. And the uh, you'll occasionally stop to fight zombies, and it'll be a little interactive screen where you. Uh, you basically um, touch the screen and pull back to aim your gun, kind of like Angry Birds, only it shoots in a straight line, and you have to shoot zombies in several segments. So that was my question. Were there interactive segments? like So they're not no. in Oregon Trail. Oregon Trail is no. just the traversing part. Okay. So Oregon yeah. Trail adds that, and it's it's really fun. It's It's like stupidly addictive. It's a very simple game. You said... You know what I really liked about the game? Tell me all about what you really liked about the game I am reviewing. I liked the 
I like the naming your crew and then having unfortunate things happen to your crew. Like, I named one of my characters Cody, and he, like, broke his arm in a car somehow. I mean, he just broke his arm. Yeah. Um, it didn't say how he broke his arm, and then we had to throw you out of the car. I'm sorry, but you were, like, you were unconscious at one point. You were, like, taking up space. We didn't have the food to feed you, and you weren't helping anyone, so we threw you out of the car door with your broken Wait, arm. Wait, you did, you killed me? Yeah, well, look, it was... Because you broke your f***ing leg when I started the game, and I didn't throw your ass on the curb. Uh, We need to restart Skype. Why? Stop right here. Why? Because you're cutting out every five seconds. Okay, hang on. Restarting Skype. Okay, so I didn't actually hear at all about the story that you just said. So, like I said, you broke your arm, and eventually I had to throw you out of the car. You broke your leg, and I didn't throw your ass to the curb. Uh, Yeah, but did I eventually die? No. Not yet. Are you gonna I mean, throw me out of? Are you gonna throw me out well, of the car right now? But look, you were unconscious. So I'm a social media guy, right? I'm very, I'm quite addicted to the social medias because it's so funny when you call it the social medias, <laughs> the YouTubes, <laughs> the internet. <laughs> look how ironic we just were. Did you, did you hear how fucking ironic that just was? My God, ironic does not mean funny. My enough. God. Also, that wasn't ironic. Anyways isn't a word. My point... Sorry, I'm going to start that sentence over. Um, anyway, I like social media, and you can tweet when something happens. So earlier today, it said, Max got the measles or something. So I hit the Twitter icon in the corner, and it, it, uh, it populates a tweet for you that says, like, Max got the measles, hashtag Oregon Trail. So I tweeted it at our friend Max and said, like, damn it, Max, and just had that. And I've, I've been waiting for something stupid to happen to you ever since I kind of realized you could do this. And I keep forgetting whenever something dumb happens to you to tweet at you. But you'll get one of those soon. Oh. I hope so, because like I said, that's that's definitely the thing I had the most fun yeah, with. Yeah, no, it's, it is really fun. So if you play a listener, definitely name the characters after your friends. Not like cool fantasy names, but like your friends. And then you can tweet at them, and it's really funny. Uh, Brad died before I think I even left town. Like that's the beginning of the game, because a guy grabbed him and had a gun to his head, and I, I only had one shot to save him, and I missed. So he's been dead literally the entire game. He's not doing you much good. No, it doesn't do me any good. So that sucks. But uh, yeah, uh, so Oregon Trail, I liked a lot. I don't know how much it costs on the Google Play Store, but clearly it is on both Android and iOS. Probably dirt cheap. And it's one of those games that's really, really fun as a mobile game. Because you can get it on Steam, but like, I'm not going to set up my computer and play this game. Right, like any any game sure. based on something that came out before 1993, I'm probably going to prefer to play on a phone. That's not necessarily true, but a lot of these games, you know. Uh, so, Oregon Trail is good, and uh, that wraps up my mobile gaming extravaganza. Back to you, John. So, I played a game that takes place in Oregon. I literally played a game that takes place in Oregon. Um, it is, have you ever heard of the game Gone Home? Yes. Have you played, have you played? No, I want to. I, I played Gone Home. Oh my God. I played it. Yes. I played it in, I played it in an hour and 45 minutes. So listener, if you, so, okay. So I'm going to, 
I'm of two minds here about yeah, what I want to do. T- I'm of two minds <sighs> in a lot of things. When, exactly. I'm, a, I'm of two minds in a lot of things when it comes to this game. If we talk about it today, I'm going to spoil the shit out of it. So stop listening right now and go play it. it it's, an, it's an hour and 45 minutes of your time. And you, but I, but I want to play You need it. to play this game. Okay, well then we can't then we can't talk about it today. So listener, we will uh reconvene. You and I, listener, will reconvene next week, and this will be the topic of conversation. Um and you need to play this game. So before next week, my homework assignment to all of you is to go play Gone Home. The game is on Steam. I think it's it's twenty dollars, which seems I know that can seem like a lot. Uh, but for the type of experience you get out of this game, it's not, it's really not bad. Um, and I don't want to color you with any opinion as to like how I feel about this game. So I will just leave it at that. Like, I think it's at least, it's, I think it's worth the 20 bucks. I think you should pay that and play this game. And again, it only takes like an hour and a half of your time if you play it straight through, which I recommend you do because it's, it kind of feels cinematic in that sense. It feels like a complete experience. So, um, okay, yeah. good. And before before I, next week, play. It was Dawn on sale Home. on Steam either last weekend or the weekend before for like. And that's it was ten dollars, uh, and that's when damn I damn it. it. I I I really thought about it because this game's gotten a huge amount of buzz, but I just I didn't pull the trigger for yeah. some reason. Ah. Uh, all right, so hopefully it goes on sale again in the next week, and I will definitely pick it up and play that. Yeah, because we when we talk about, I mean the the game is the story of the game, so it will it will be impossible to talk about. Not impossible, but you're not going to get anything out of me talking about it if I can't discuss yeah. the story at all. Well, yeah. So next week we next week we will talk about it. We will talk about the story because I will have expected you to. Yeah, okay. Cuz but the premise of the game is you've returned home after a couple years. It's a, it's a really interesting cool premise. So you are a 20-year-old female who has gone a year abroad away in college um studying in like I I think it's France. Uh, it doesn't matter where it is. You you're gone. You've been Oh no, it's all of Europe. So you you've been gone for a year studying abroad and you come home uh in the middle of the summer. And nobody's in the house to greet you, which is weird because you've been gone for a year. And the entire game is, where is everybody? Where is everybody? Yeah. Where's, where's my family? Okay. It is worth playing. Now, that I, again, I'm not going to let you, I'm not going to color you and say, and like say whether I liked it or not, but it is, it is worth playing. It is worth the $20. Okay. Awesome. Uh, and I also, I've been playing a lot of Rogue Legacy too. I didn't even realize that that by the way that might be my game of the year so far <laughs> really? in terms of like the games i have enjoyed it is so good and it is endlessly replayable uh, and i didn't realize it was endlessly replayable except that i just picked it up again i needed something quick to play while i was biking um but having some weird issues with my computer so i wanted to run something that was a little less stressful on the video card um so i just decided to return to it and uh realized when I returned to it that there's a new game plus didn't even know about it. I probably should have looked at that, but it basically not only does it level up all of the monsters to make them more difficult. It like, there are different tiers of the same type of monster. So you may have like 
level one, tier one skulls when the first time you play through the game in this one room. Well, like, the second time you play through, they're replaced by these, like, ultra skulls that are much harder. And the game has gotten so ridiculously difficult, but still really fun, because uh, the game is just really fun to play, that I just, I started playing that again. I've played a ton of it again. I just, I got completely back into it, sucked right back in. So Rogue Legacy, if you still haven't played that, play Rogue Legacy. It's really good. It is an incredibly good game, and I was sinking a ton of hours into that before I got back into Civilization V. Yeah, it's just, it's real good. Um, so wait, you've been playing it? Um, not, I don't it, think you ever talked about it. No, again, not as much recently, and I didn't talk about it. And this is this is what I was saying. Before we started recording, listener, I told I told John, I'm like, I didn't play any games that you haven't played because this podcast is really just a Ponzi scam for uh, John to recommend games and then I lose all my money buying them. So there's that. But yeah, no, Rogue Legacy is amazing. It's I love games. I love side scroller. I love platformers. I love platformers. That is why Mega Man, especially, especially when they're good, right? Especially like when the controls are like tuned perfectly yes yes when there's variety uh, this is why Mega Man is such an enduring series because it's a solid platforming series yeah especially Mega Man 2 because it's it's just a perfect pacing and variety and everything else um it's just uh, they're so enduring and Rogue Legacy does have so much variety in it all the characters do something different the castle's always laid out differently um there are parts where it gets a bit repetitive and I did plateau at one point where I couldn't really progress. And I, I was getting a little annoyed that the fact that I was just running into the castle and dying over and over again. Um, but aside from that minor frustration, and, and that's the game. That's what the game is. Um, the rest of it, there's been a really good sense of uh, kind of forward movement. And it's the easiest game in the world to pick up and put down. It, I mean, you just. Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, you can do a run. You can do a run in anywhere from ten. Well, you could really you can do a run in two minutes. Like that's that's about how long some of my runs have been going now without difficulty. Wow. Um, so you can do a run in like two minutes, but you, you can go as long as forty five minutes. But you can put it down in the middle of any runs too. Yeah, seriously. So I, I love Rogue Legacy. I think it's a great game. Um, once I've beaten it, I'll probably come back and review it some more. But it is really, really fun and entertaining. Um. And a good game. Perfect. Yeah. So. So. Ne- so next week, listener, you can look forward to. We will talk about Gone Home. Um, and I'm gonna like I said, I'm and again, Cody, whether you've played it or not, we're gonna talk about it. I'm gonna spoil the shit out of it next week, and and it's a game that it's gonna foster. You really need to play it because it's gonna it's gonna foster discussion again, whether we like it or not. Uh, it's gonna it's gonna foster a lot of discussion. And I think we're probably we may approach the game in terms of like how we view it in two completely different ways. Um, that's actually kind of what I'm anticipating, but we'll see. Um, it's just it needs it it yeah like a, it needs to be you played. You excited uh, to talk so about this? I am really excited to talk Good. about it. Um, and like like I understand I understand Last of Us is great, um, and I, I want to play it. I promise, but it is not. I, and I know I know that it is not the type of game that is going to foster discussion like uh, Gone Home will. So, um, 
yeah, so just play it before next week. We'll talk about it next week, and it's going to be awesome. I really, I really can't wait to talk about it. I'm really excited. To I talk can tell. I think I said last week that I would review uh, The Last of Us this week, and uh, I lied, listener. So, you know. Hey, so really, so if, if you can take away anything from this episode today, listener, you can't f***ing trust this guy that I do this podcast with at all for anything. Yeah. So. Like when he says he does all the editing for the show, wrong, I do. See? It's been a lie this whole time. So, there are so many things I want to say right now, but they all involve assault and battery, and I'd rather not say that on record. Okay. So instead, I'll tell people to go to our Tumblr page and follow us at videogamepodcasts.tumblr.com. Follow, uh, subscribe to us on YouTube at youtube.com slash unqualifiedpodcast. I'm, I'm one episode behind on that, by the way. I still have to post last week's. I'll get there. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, Please uh, subscribe to us on iTunes, and thank you so much, uh, listener, that reviewed us on the last uh, in the last week. We really, really appreciate that. Uh, yeah, and I promise we definitely read every one of those reviews. I I check our I check our iTunes page at least once every other day. I know it's ridiculous. I shouldn't, uh, but it makes me super excited when I see a review. Yeah, no, it's really cool so, of, of you, listener, and uh, yeah, we really appreciate the support. We've got almost three hundred Google Plus followers. Probably hoping to push, uh, hoping to you know topple that uh, next milestone in the next couple weeks, uh, and we're really excited and we're super active on there with not just self promotion and anything, uh, but a lot of video game memes and fun articles and uh, you know we we have a lot of discussions about stuff that we talk about on the podcast and we like to interact, so that's what it's all about. So um, follow us there and uh, maybe someday Google will give us a URL that's not five hundred characters long. And then we can link you to that. And then we can link you to that, yeah. But in the meantime, uh, you know where to find us. It's all of those other places that I just told you about. Uh, yeah, I have nothing to add. Certainly, when do I ever? You have actually never had anything to add to this podcast. It's kind of my feeling a lot of the time. You know what else is uh, feeling a lot of the time? I'm listening. I'm waiting for you to say something prophetic. I'm not going to finish that You're sentence. Not. You're not. You're not saying anything of value. No. So, okay, so we've got a podcast where neither of us ever says anything of value is basically what you're saying. What if we had a podcast where neither of us ever said anything? That would be so easy to edit. I know. I could edit it super, super fast. (laughs) 